Welcome to the Gathering Podcast. This is episode number 16. Yes. That's pretty wild that it's 16. Um, story of the week. First time we're going to do this segment called Story of the Week. Alex, what is your story? So just this past weekend, went camping. Wow. And I didn't know that. It was beautiful, but I barely slept. And I'll tell you why. We were Cause right. Because you, you were camping. Well, that's, I usually sleep pretty well camping, but we were right by a pond and I swear the animals, there was a combination of swans, ducks, geese, and a screech owl in the mix. They, they literally hoot, hollered, bleated, whatever, all night long. And that's literally woke up like every 20 minutes. It was, they were, they were having a, a rager. Wow. In the woods and. Sounds like a demonic attack. They, they stopped like you. at four thirty. Oh my gosh! Yeah, like were did you were you with a bunch of people or was yeah, I was like, with with a small group, but wow. did not sleep great. Dang. Yeah, see, that's why I don't camp. <laughs> you want to know what Stacey and I did this weekend? We booked a hotel in Boston. That's your camping. And actually, this is this is wild. So funny. Both like all right, you were camping and that happened. I was literally Monday night in a hotel with my wife in Boston and around we passed out cause we're parents. So like mm-hmm. we, we, any chance we can get like actual sleep, we're going to sleep. So we, we passed out in the hotel at like, you know, nine 30 or something mm-hmm. like that. No, kid you not at 12, I think it was 1130. Stacy wakes me up because she hears in the room beside us, tons of like banging. Like they were like, as if they were rearranging the furniture of the room, mm-hmm. like shouting on the phone, It sounded like people were like screaming at each other and we were like, this is weird. Mm -hmm. This is going to like Stacy was getting kind of like, you know, she's like, what the heck is going to happen? And so I called security and shout out to the, uh, shout out to the hotel. Their security team was up there within three minutes and they knocked on the door. We were on the top floor, knocked on the door and was like, Hey, uh, you need to be quiet. And I literally, I'm, I'm my ears pressed up on the door, listening to everything. (laughs) And they're like, you gotta be quiet. Stop doing what you're doing. And then absolute silence after that and got a full night of sleep. Wow. So I'd rather that. That's why I stay in hotels and you go camping. But there's just so. something special about nature. Do you, what about glamping? What, is, what actually is glamping for listeners? I don't even know. Glamping what. is you get all, you get the essence of camping. You're outside, you're in the wilderness, but you had the modern conveniences. So you may be in something like a yurt, which is a modified tent. You may, have, you may have heat, electricity. You'll okay. have the modern features that you have. The comfort. I'm with that. I but sit in a, a tiny house like that. Similar. That's yeah. that's glamping, essentially. That was cool. I like that. Because I still had like the fire pit outside. Mm-hmm. And, but I'm not really an outdoors guy, to be honest with you. Like, give me a, a city, a hotel, a coffee shop, and I'm good. That's your boy. Mm-hmm. That's me. Hey, so today <laughs> on the 16th episode of Gathering, we are talking about the final installment of the podcast series, Hello, My Name is Revival. Mm. Hello, My Name is Revival. What we're talking about in the past four weeks is um, living a lifestyle that is ready to receive revival. If God were to pour it out. Right. In the last episode of this series, we're talking about worship. We're talking about worship. Um, But the essence of this episode is we want to kind of unpack worship as a lifestyle, Mm -hmm. not just as a concert. Yeah. Not just as the Bethel or Hillsong concert you went to, in Boston. No, we're, we're talking about worship as a lifestyle. We mm, want to catch yeah. the essence of what biblical worship is and personal worship is in this episode. 
Um, and so you ready to go, Alex? I'm I'm on board with this 100. percent I love this in. idea. I, I'm I'm especially. I mean, I love the all the episode other episodes in this podcast series, but I'm especially. I was looking forward to this one um, because this is something that has changed my life. In fact, I did not know that worship was included in the spiritual disciplines mm-hmm. until I went to Bible college. And at Bible college, it was something that was um, really promoted and and. Uh, talked about and emphasized at Christ for the Nations Institute sure. was this idea of personal worship. In fact, Pastor Chris, shout out to Pastor Chris Estrada. Uh, he's my guy, uh, one of my mentors, amazing, amazing man of God, amazing preacher. But he jumped up on the stage one time at CFNI and he said these words. They, they literally marked my life because I've never, I've never uh, forgot about this statement that he said. Um, he said, you, you could come to an event like this, come down to the altar with a full band, all these lights, you know, incredible budget for this conference, whatever. You could go to an event like that and you could have some radical worship moments. Then he said, but what about the times? But he's like, if you can't go back to your room, shut the door, put on some worship music and worship the same way you're doing right now, then you might not experience personal revival. For a minute though. I was like, wow. I mean, that's, that's like a hundred percent on, on it's on point. I mean, Oftentimes we focus so much on the, on the corporate worship and yeah. we, we look at what worship which looks is, at, which is essential, which is essential hundred yeah. percent. But the, the reality is if we look at through scripture, through the book of Acts, we look yeah. in the old Testament, corporate right. worship really wasn't a thing. When you see worship acting, being yeah. acted out and responding, it's on a personal level, yeah. but I want to dig a little bit deeper before we, we, yeah. we, um, you know, hammer down on this conversation. You know, oftentimes we, when, if you were to ask somebody, what is worship? They will often give you a definition of what an expression of worship is. They'll use phrases like music and, and, song, singing. and, 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 and song, singing, raising your hands. But those, those are more expressions of worship. Yeah, exactly. but, but in order to fully understand what worship is, we need to talk about worship in two parts. And that is the essence of worship and then the expression of worship. Yeah. And what is, what is the essence of worship? And I like to break it into into two areas. And in, in Jesus, in, in John chapter 4, verse 32, he says, The hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. Yeah, For the Father so is seeking such people to worship him. That's great. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and and truth. So we see really two so parts here, spirit and truth, which we'll dig into a little bit. Yeah. But truthfully, the essence of worship is the response of a heart yeah. that has rightly responded to who God is. That's it. That's the, it. The word worship actually is bro is 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 comes from two separate words, and that is worth ship. So we're putting God's worth on display. Yeah. So somebody who is worshiping, and we're going to talk a lot about the expression of worship, but somebody who's worshiping is truly responding to who God is in the value of God, in the worth of God, and understanding what God has not only done in our lives, but what God has done through all of humanity. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's so good. Yeah, I love that idea. It's simple. Worship is our response to a God who has given us the greatest gift ever, which is salvation and relationship with God. I mean, I'm thinking about, you know, um, for example, today, um, Lena was here at the office and I was about to take my lunch break with my, with my little family. And I told Lena, Hey, we're going to, we're going to get some Chick-fil-A chicken nuggets. Okay. 
We pull up to Chick-fil-A. I come back in the car with her chicken nuggets. And dude, this girl lit up. I mean, she was like beaming, smiling ear to ear. And this is what she said. She said, oh my goodness, thank you, Dada, for my chicken nuggets. And I'm like, my, first of all, my freaking heart melted because, yeah. I mean, that's amazing. But what happened right there? There was an exchange. Right. I got my daughter a gift. That, by the way, Chick-fil-A chicken nuggets, that's a gift. Okay, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And so I got her a gift, and she responded with adoration, with gratitude, mm-hmm. with love, with honor, with thanksgiving. Right. She responded to a gift. And that, my friend, is the essence of worship. Right. It's our lifelong lifestyle of adoration, of pleasure in God, right. of delighting in God, of appreciating. And it's it's our gratitude towards our Savior Jesus, who has given us the greatest gift, which is salvation and right relationship right. with God for all of eternity. So good. There's no better gift, first of all. And so our response is worship. Mm. Our response to his love is worship. Our response to his grace and mercy is worship. Our response to, to, to the forgiveness of sin is worship. And this worship is lifelong. Why? Because we've been, we are saved for all of eternity. Right. And so it's more than just, okay, I, I want to break this down for a second. It is singing. It is the corporate coming together and, and praising God with our lips and lifting up our hands. And, uh, and it, it is those things. That is, that is worship, but it's an expression of worship. Right. The essence of worship is a heart posture that says, God, I'm completely and utterly surrendered to Mm -hmm. you and adore you and love you and honor you because of what you've done for me. Right. That's what it looks like to, uh, that that's what the real definition of, of worship is the essence of what it is. And we can even go a step beyond that because worship can also be in our day-to-day life. You know, if you think about it should be when we, when we give, when we respond, when somebody gives an altar call, not an altar call, an offering, and we respond by giving financially, yeah. or we want to bless somebody, we want to bless, you know, a friend or family member, or maybe a complete stranger, we want to bless them. That is a form of worship. Because yeah. in that moment, yeah. we are sacrificing something that we otherwise would have mm. for our own and using it for the kingdom of God. That is sacrifice. But we can also do the same thing with our time, our energy, yeah. Yeah. anything that we put before our own our own selfish interests and put in the hands of God is a form of worship. Yeah. Yeah. And and that is so right. important that we, when we respond in love, when we respond in action, we can live our lives through worship. So even going to work every day, if you work in a secular environment, you work in a marketplace, mm. that can be a form mm. of worship. Absolutely. What is that scripture? Um, everything you do, do unto the yeah. glory of God. So everything we do, do unto the glory of God. I want to go here real quick. Romans chapter 12. I love this scripture because people, this is the famous verse of like, you know, don't be, don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed. Mm -hmm. Uh, So everybody, you know, we get this tatted it's, it's preached in every other uh, weekend on Sunday. And, but it's, but it's a very common scripture. One of my favorite scriptures, but, but this is actually, Paul is actually talking about worship. Let me prove it to you. It says verse one, Romans 12. I appeal to you, therefore brothers by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. Ready? Which is your spiritual what? Worship. Wow. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Okay. So Paul 
is the, the context of this verse right here is he's talking about worship and spiritual worship. But check this out. What, what is present, you know, in this moment, in, in this text? He says, uh, present your bodies. Number one, your bodies as a living sacrifice. Right. He says, this is your spiritual worship, your spiritual worship. And number three, don't be transformed by the renewal, uh, be transformed to, by the renewal of your mind. Right. Okay. So body, spirit, and mind. Yeah. And Paul, I, I think he's giving us this message of transformation, be transformed by the renewal of your mind, but we got to have it in context. He's talking about worship right here. Mm-hmm. And he's saying, present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Right. This is your spiritual worship, body, spirit. This is going to lead to the transformation of your mind. So worship is threefold. It's body, it's spirit, and it's mind. Right. So we worship God with our bodies. I mean, we could go down a rabbit trail and break this down. Mm -hmm. I mean, but, but honestly, I actually, we we won't spend too much time here, but I actually believe um, exercising, eating the right food. That is actually worshiping God with your body. Sure. It's, it's presenting your body as a living sacrifice. I'm, I'm going to take, I'm going to have self-control and I'm going to allow that to glorify God. Right. Real quick story. Could I go there? Sure. Um, I was preaching a message. Uh, I forget what I called it. Um, oh, oh, I called it honoring God with your body to our whole church on Sunday. This was uh, going back a year ago, probably honoring God with your body. And it was about exercising, eating the right food and the kind of theology behind that. Right. Dude, two people in our church, a couple in our church, one of them lost 70 pounds and one of them lost 50 pounds after that message Wow! because they wanted to worship God with their body, bro. That was mind blowing to me that they, that they, uh, that message propelled them to do that. Either way, that's worship with your body. Then we worship with our spirit. I mean, you go back to what Jesus says, sure. uh, you worship in spirit and truth. I mean, our spirits come alive when we begin to praise and adore God and pour our gratitude towards God, our spirit, because our spirit is is right with God right now. Sure. And then lastly is our uh, minds. When we are when we have an attitude of gratitude, hello somebody, uh, that could preach right there. When we have an attitude of gratitude, when we're thanksgiving, when we're appreciative of God, man, that's worshiping God with our mind. So we worship God with our entire being. It's not just a concert. Concerts are great. Bethel and Hillsong come into town. That's great. But we worship God with our everything. Sure. The essence of this verse is this. We worship God with all of our being. It's actually, there's a Psalm about, you know, all of our being expressing gratitude to God, to God. Yeah. And so that's really what worship is. Yeah. And, um, you know, but, it's, but let's keep, yeah. What are you going to say? You know, it's funny how in both instances here, there's, there's one verse that I want to reference from, from Hebrews chapter 13. It says through him, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of lips that acknowledge Mm. his name. Do not neglect to do good and share what you have for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. I think it's interesting that scripture you just read from Hebrews or sorry, from Romans. And now this scripture from, from the writer of Hebrews, they both inter intertwine sacrifice with worship. Right. And those are two things that we don't usually connect or think about. We almost think as though Mm. sacrifice is simply going without something. We talked about fasting last week, and that was about sacrificing for this yeah. purpose of yeah. creating that space for God. And then we think about worship as a separate event where we where we express our love for God. But isn't it funny that that in both instances, sacrifice and worship are interconnected in that moment? Mm. So I want the listeners to think about 
right now in your moment, when you're, you know, worshiping or if you are carrying on an act of worship in your day-to-day life or maybe, you know, it's at, at the altar, what are you sacrificing in that moment? Yeah. Yeah. Are you, is there really truly a sacrifice in that? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think about a lot of people have a difficult time, especially new Christians when they come to the altar and they see people raising their hands, they see people shouting in their voices, whether they're good, good at singing or not. And there's a, there's a resistance. There's a, there's something that they're mm. holding back that they do not want to step into that. Mm. And oftentimes it's a matter of sacrificing our pride in our image so that we can yeah. put God on display. Yeah, so and good. oftentimes those who are resistant to worship publicly, maybe they used to, you know, the worshipers, they, they, they stand there with their hands in their pockets and they sway back and yeah. forth. They, yeah. they just stare at everybody else. But you Baptist know, people. oftentimes this is for the Baptists. Oftentimes that may be an expression of worship in, in some, some denominations, some um, churches, they have different ways. And I totally respect yeah. that. But in a, in an evangelical, Pentecostal, charismatic, whatever you describe it, where where worshiping is is very public, and you have an individual who is resistant to do that, sometimes yeah, yeah. it's a it's not so much that they are not wanting to do it because they can't do it, but it's it's they're not willing to sacrifice mm. their self image, mm. their pride in that moment. Mm. Yeah, I remember, bro. I remember the first time I lifted my hands, mm. and it was a big moment for me. It's like I just did that, and it's like. It felt like, man, I'm that that like a breakthrough from in my spiritual growth. Right. As weird as that sounds, right? But here's the here's the essence of what we're going. We want to talk about um, applying this to your personal daily life. Right. Like as a part of your devotion, as a part of your disciplines sure. for spiritual growth. Is you know we talked about prayer, we talked about fasting, talked about um what was the second episode the uh, uh daily Bible reading. Right. So now we want to talk about this idea of, of worship, mm-hmm. you know, in, in your daily life. And so I want to just give, I, cause I love being practical. Cause yeah. I think guys, I think it, for all the listeners, I think practical things can lead to your biggest spiritual growth sure. or spiritual breakthrough. And so one of the things for me is what Stacey and I try to do pretty much every morning. I mean, we're not perfect again, but what we try to do every morning is we wake up and the first thing we do is throw on some worship, worship music over the speakers over, over the uh, Google home in our sure. house. And we, we just put on some Maverick city music, some promises, some, uh, you know, most beautiful. So, you know, those, mm-hmm. I love by the way, I'm a huge Maverick city music fan. If you have not heard of Maverick city music, shout out to MCM. Mm-hmm. You got to check them out on YouTube. Uh, some refiner. So we put on some music like that and we just let that be emanating, uh, in the environment of our home. The aroma, you know, the, the yeah. aroma of our household right. is just this space of gratitude and sure. honor of God. It's God centered. It's focused on Jesus. And it literally gets your mind and your body and your spirit focused on Jesus right in the morning. And, and, and oftentimes before I pray, before I read the Bible, I'll do this. I'll just allow worship to be my, my attitude and my sure. mindset and my, my, my outlook and, and, uh, and honestly, those days that we, we do that are the best days. Those right. days are the ones that we were getting the revelation from God, hearing his voice. And I'm telling you, worship will lead to your biggest breakthroughs. Mm-hmm. Man, Alex, there's so often I'll have writer's block in my sermon prep pretty much every week, actually. Sure. I'll have writer's block and I'll, I'll just have these blockades and, and, and I just won't know what to do, won't know where to go. Um, I don't have an illustration or whatever. Man, I'll stop. I'll put on some worship music in my office, I'll turn it up 
I'll stop thinking so much and I'll start adoring God. I'll start sure. throwing my hands up with nobody looking. I'll start dancing in my office. I'll start singing, you know, shouting in my office to God. Sure. And I cannot tell you how often it leads to breakthrough and revelation and God just comes. What's that? The verse, that verse that, that summarizes and captures this. The Lord inhabits the praises of his people. Mm. Hello, somebody. Wow. That means that God comes when people praise. Right. He comes. He's there. He's present. If you want to experience God's presence every day, start worshiping. Wow. Because worship will lead to mental breakthrough, spiritual breakthrough. Why? Because we are a generation that's steeped in negativity, pessimism. We're steeped in bad news sure. on social media, on the news, on men. And so when we praise, we're doing exactly the opposite and we're feeding our spirit thanksgiving and honor and worship to God. It will lead to big breakthroughs in your life. I'm telling you. Sure. Practice this young people. And There's a young guy listening right now. You're in your car. I don't know. I said, this is weird, but this has never happened, but I'm sensing a young guy listening to this in your car. I don't know who you are. I don't know your name, but um, you need to start putting this into practice. You have been surrounded with negativity. You have been surrounded with pessimism and bad news and discouraging things. And your mind has just been overwhelmed with these things that are causing your soul to be so downcast and to be so discouraged. I want you to start lifting God's name in worship, throw your hands up and make this a part of your daily practice. And you will experience so much breakthrough that even in the midst of chaos and discouragement and all these things, you will encounter God. You will encounter the presence of Jesus. And you know, and sometimes worship doesn't look like worship. And when I, when I say that, I mean, it, it, it may, sometimes our individual worship isn't necessarily even related to music, but you said yeah. something just a moment yeah. ago about attitude yeah. and about our heart posture towards our day-to-day -day life. Yeah. Yeah. And even going through our day-to-day -day of going to work, going to the grocery store, you know, you know, whatever it might be doing errands, that could be an act of worship. It can be, it's our heart posture for how we're seeking and seeing in the world. Mm -hmm. And I just think about this a, a couple of weeks ago group, we went on a hiking trip to, the White Mountains, and I remember I turned to my friend Katie, and I just remember saying to her, "I'm worshiping so hard right now," and it wasn't even like I was singing, I wasn't yeah, lifting up yeah. my hands, but in my heart I was so stirred at what was before me that it wasn't just, "Oh, this is just nature." No, this is God's creation, and I was in awe of who He was in that moment, and I was just so overwhelmed in that moment, and I was just I was worshiping in my spirit. Yeah, and I wasn't so even good. saying anything. There was nothing even leaving yeah, my mouth in that yeah. moment. But I was just welling up with a with an energy in a, in, in 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 essence that I I couldn't explain with words. But I was just I was worshiping so hard in that moment. So good. I love that. I, yeah. I think. All right. Let's end with this. Yeah. I think what Christians need to get so much better at, because bro, it's so easy to get so rigid and cold yeah. and religious and you know all these, especially worth worship. We're like, it's only yeah. Sundays at ten fifteen. You know, is when we worship. Yeah. All right. This is what we need to get better at. Next time you eat great food, next time you have a great conversation, the next time you drink great coffee, um, the next time that you just you're, you're, you're swimming in a pool and you're just experiencing life. Right. Okay. You're hiking a mountain and you're experiencing life. Do that in the light 
of God. Right. Like start loving God right there. Just say, God, thank you. Just the other day, I got blue bottle coffee in Boston. <laughs> Love coffee. Got great Rwandan single origin. Oh my gosh. Such a good cup of coffee. I'm specific, drinking it on the way. It's specific. Yeah, I'm drinking it on the way back from Boston. And I'm like, literally like, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I, I'm so in love with you. Yeah. And this is what C.S. Lewis says. He says, follow the sunbeam all the way back to the sun. Mm. What does he mean by that? When you experience something of pleasure in this world, that's a blessing from who? God. Right. Follow that sunbeam all the way back to the sun and point it back to Jesus, the son of God, who is the creator of all things. I want to close with this, the Westminster Catechism. One of my favorite statements from the Westminster Catechism is this, the chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. Wow. We don't think about that. It's not just to glorify God, right? We always think it's just to glorify. We got to glorify God, glorify God, glorify. It's not about me. It's not about this. It's not about that. It's not about the world. It's not about blessings. It's not about that. No, no, no. Glorify God and what? Enjoy him forever. Like enjoy the blessings of God on earth. Enjoy conversations. Enjoy people. Enjoy food. Enjoy coffee. Enjoy great sneakers. Enjoy great clothes. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like those things, If as long as they're pointing back to the sun, enjoy them. Yeah. Enjoy God forever. They are from the Lord. So Enjoy good. them and let it be delight and worship and honor to God. That, my friend, is what it means to worship. Right. Let this be your so practice good. every day in the name of Jesus. Well, hey, listen. Woo, what an episode. We can good. keep going, but we'll close. Uh, we love you guys. Peace out. We'll see you next week. Love you. <laughs>